What's up? And welcome to episode twenty six. It is episode twenty six. I know. It's been a when long when you have time. gaps like we've had. Yeah, sometimes forget, but upon yeah. further study, you checked. Yes. Okay. So welcome to episode twenty six of the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon. We are the Brandons, and we're random, and we have fandom in our hearts. So do you. And uh, we are back finally. It's been weeks. I think since uh, the few days after we saw Logan, which seems a really long time ago, ago, doesn't it? Yeah. But we're back. We're back. Man, uh, eleven days from now, it's been a year since we started this, and I remember we're like, dude, we're so passionate on fire, and we're gonna do this every week, and then life just kind of sort of happens. Yeah. By the way, you like my new haircut? I like. The hair that was cut. I got my Breaking Bad going on right now. Yeah, you. Oh, you should get the hat. Oh, dude, it's obvious what I'm going to be for this Halloween. And I actually are you w- are you going to be finally? Yeah, because I won't feel like I'm going out of my way. You know what I mean? It's just kind of a natural. Actually, I want to be you, Tobias Bluth a few years ago. But actually, then I, you would the make fear a that good nobody, Tobias Bluth too. But the fear that nobody get it, and I just walk into a place and people are like, "Who's this nerd?" Yeah, but if you if you dress as Walter White from Breaking Bad, do you think they'll get that over? I guess more people watch that show for sure. Well, we've got six months and twenty-one days to find out. <laughs> Countdown is on. Uh, yeah, so uh, let's let's get into our geekdom. We've got some movie stuff we're going to talk about. Some upcoming news about a Venom movie, uh, about Batgirl. Uh, we want to talk. Yeah, we want to talk a little bit about some games that we've been playing and both some, present and from back catalog. Yeah, a little bit of back catalog. And then you mainly have some impressions on some TV shows mm-hmm. uh, that I have yet to watch. So we're going to hear from you. But first, what we have to do is we have to think... As it is tradition the, here on the RFWBB. Uh, yeah, the yeah. we have to thank our fake sponsors for making this show possible. Brandon, I'm going to let you kick it off over the first one. Before we start jokes, can I tell a joke? I just This randomly popped in my head. And if okay. we have to edit it out, then so be it. Let's do it. So there is a Scottish sheep herder, because they're Scottish, um, and what did he say to the sheep before he made love to it? What? I want to have sex with you. Yeah, you as a female sheep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> and then he banged it. <laughs> cool. Okay. That joke is funny. When you explain yeah, it, yeah. usually jokes don't get funnier when you explain them, but that one actually did. Cool. I, yeah. Let's see how funny this is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> our first fake sponsor is, and we want you guys to check this out because I'm a huge fan of Star Wars, but what about Jersey Shore? Who isn't a fan of that hit reality TV show? So everybody loves a crossover, right? Yeah. You mean like like when Flintstones met the Jetsons? Yeah. And then there was the time when uh, The Simpsons and The Critic crossed over. Yep. Uh, but now we want you to see what happens when the shores align with the stars, and we're calling it Jersey Shore Wars. So it's New Jersey meets a new hope. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. So, like for instance, you can see what happens when Snooky meets a Wookie. <laughs> I heard. Spoiler alert: They're one and the same. No, they're not. I heard most of the show takes place in uh, Mike's room in the Death Star. They call it the Situation Room? The the Sit Room, yep. (laughs) There's a lot of sitting going on there. We're going to find out who shot first. Was it Greedo or a Guido? Huh? Yeah. It's like like you can find out who's more bronze, Poly D or C3P. Oh, that's right. Don't be a Darth hater. Pick up your VHS copy of this 17-minute mashup today on DVD. Oh, 
That's, that sounds really interesting. It really might be the most well-received That's quite thing. Quite the mashup. Yeah. Jersey Shore Wars. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what else do you? What else do we have? We have two fake sponsors today, don't we? Yeah, we're gonna thank them for helping us make this possible. First recording for the Random Fandom with Brian Brandon in this month of April in the year two thousand seventeen. How you doing? <laughs> I you, feel like we're beyond the hello I'm, part. I just, I, yeah, I just, <laughs> I miss everybody. So, Brandon, I've been in your closet. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. still in the closet. Yeah, clearly. Um, and part of that is your unique array of fashion. You have a walk-in closet. You're a fashionable dude. I am not. And that's fine. That's one of the I've f- got multiple shirts, at least six. You have a lot of shoes for a dude, too, I'm just going to say. But you're. It's, I, it's not like I wear them all. I just don't want to get rid of them because I'm like, oh, what if one day I'm going to wear that dirty ass pair of shoes? That's fair. It's more of a hoarding thing. So, yeah, clearly. So you're a fashionable gent. Sure. So you can appreciate take it. Uh, the product that our next fake sponsor has to offer. So when you're dressed up, you're going out, you're looking good, whether it's with your lady or you're trying to get with a lady or a guy, whatever you have you, what have you. You're just trying to attract someone. You want to look your best, right? And Absolutely. And what better fashion piece than to wear a vest, right? Vests are really Vests style. are in. And yeah. obviously, it's an attraction point. Someone's going to come up and want to get to know you. And when they do that, are they going to want you to have fresh breath or stank-ass breath? Obviously, fresh breath. Right. So, Gentleman Jolly Jim has a new line of clothing, and they're called Invest Mints. Now, these are actually Invest Mints. Invest mints mints in your vest i got it so on the inside of the vest which is going to look fly you choose the vest you want and it has little sewn in pockets for your mints so that way you choose your mints you can okay absolutely and he's got a whole whole lineup you should try the pineapple mango fresh salsa one dude it's fantastic okay yeah it's worked for me delicious oh dude it's great gentlemen jolly jim's fresh breath investments are going to give you the chance to not only look fly but have fly breath so be fresh to the look, be fresh to the breath. Nice. So Jolly Gentleman Gyms or whatever the hell we've said, investments. Go check them out today at jollygyminvestments.com. <laughs> like you changed it a little bit here and there. My cadence just had to change. I was like, this is taking too long. Okay, no. All right, fun thank stuff. Thank you so much. We always like to have fun. We, we appreciate our uh, fake sponsors. Of which there are a replenishing sources. Apparently. We, yeah, as long as we keep making the right connections. So um, let's kick into some geek stuff. Let's talk movies. Brandon, your favorite character, you've made it very clear before, speaking of comics, of course, is Venom. (laughs) We weren't speaking of comics, we were speaking of movies. Referring to comics, your favorite character, you've made it clear in the past, is Venom. He's probably one of my favorite villains, Uh, definitely a nod to all-time favorite characters. In fact, I just watched a YouTube video of who would win, Bane or Venom, because, you know, Bane's power comes from his Venom, right? You know, the... Is that what they call this? That's what they call it, yeah. Oh, wow, I did not... fluid that gives him I for, I, it's like i forgot about that yeah and it was good venom ended up winning so big ups to venom okay good. Hey, brock um and everyone for what since 2007 10 years ago spider-man 3 came out and Ugh, it was a dud don't and of course the probably one of the worst parts of that movie was their treatment of eddie brock slash venom topher yes, grace what the hell 100 percent. Yeah. i was so ex- well he i don't nothing know. like venom should have. it wasn't too. the worst part the, it was one of the them. fucking dance sequences and the emo peter and the emo shit that was that was the worst part. Groundbreaking news here in the shoot tour. Th- 2017, oh. kicking back to 2017. Anyways. How, how do you go so wrong after two, two was so good? Yeah. Uh, sorry, we're just know. getting off on a tangent. But okay. All that to say is hopefully they give him the treatment he finally deserves. And whether it's penciled in or ironclad, 
we don't know how concrete this is, but we can expect a Venom movie next year. Yeah, October of 2018 is what the report from Collider is saying. Mm-hmm. Now, here's here's the thing that gets me. Uh, there's there's two things that stick out in my mind about this story. Number one is that Spider-Man is not going to be a part of this story. And we talked about this on some because previous podcast. Right. That, that he's not going to be a part of it because right now he's on some sort of contract with the Marvel's Disney yeah, side of the and universe. And he's doing the He's doing Avengers and he's and he's got Homecoming out. Right. Um, he's doing his own thing. But that's that's a temporary picture deal. Right. And so sooner or later, from what it sounds like, he's going to come back. So I'm I'm wondering if in this first Venom movie, he's not going to be there for the establishment of who Venom is and then maybe later comes back. So a part of me sort of worries about that. But here's the part that that makes me actually feel pretty good about what they're doing here is that it's a, it's rated R, which is we, All we love rated R that, yeah. comic book movies so far. That's awesome. Um, but the other piece of it is that they're saying it's, it's more of an action horror sci-fi film. It can be dark. I could see that working. Absolutely. It's gotta be violent. Yeah. I mean, Venom's a violent character. Well, so Venom, Venom comes from outer space. So he's an alien creature, like from a planet of symbiotes, which Venom is a symbiote. He attaches to a host, right? And that yeah. kind of that kind of is so shown. So the symbiote comes from outer space, and here on Earth, right, shells onto uh, Eddie Brock, thus making. Well, Venom. Peter Parker first, right, and then, and then Eddie he, Brock. He yes. willed it away from him because he knew it was turning him bad. So can you have a Venom origin story without having Spider Man? Well, so here's here's what I'm thinking that they could do. And I don't know what they're going to do here. But if they're going to make it a sci-fi horror, then make it so that there's a spaceship that goes to outer space, lands on a planet, somehow picks up this black goo, and it starts to basically take over somebody. And that person becomes Venom and then starts killing everybody on the spaceship. And basically what you have is you have, like, alien. Now, if they do if they do it in an alien type of fashion, it might be really good, and then it might still be a good enough origin story to to establish who Venom is, the powers he has, where he came from, and then you know that spaceship comes back to Earth, and somebody, the one sole survivor, is still alive with that symbiote, and then maybe by that time, uh, Sony has Spider Man back, and then can introduce him. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's I see what just... you're saying. As like a, a jumping off point from if they were to go from one movie to another. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't... Basically, I know that... Um, and I can't remember exactly where I heard this, but I think it was the director of Spider-Man Homecoming was talking about how she thinks it's so great that mm-hmm. Sony and Disney have come together to uh, introduce Spider-Man into the the Disney MCU. But she specifically said that it's kind of a temporary thing and sooner or later he'll go back to Sony. Sure. And so I don't know when, but like say a couple movies later, like you know, he does a couple movies with them and then comes back and by by 2020 he's back and we see a Spider-Man and Venom movie. I don't know, I'm just throwing that out there, but it it seems plausible. I just I like the idea of giving ultimately uh, a villain who who he's been Venom's been a tweener sometimes. He can he can go good. Yeah, he's an anti-hero as well. Depending on what his motivation is. But I just like the idea of giving it a, you know, 
you would classify him as a villain. Absolutely. And I would just love the idea of getting a villain his whole movie, of his own whole movie, not just a part in someone else's movie. So I'm yeah, for it. And I, I agree. We'll just have to see how the details shake out. I think we're sorely overdue for another Venom treatment. Well, and I think we're really getting used to this R-rated comic book movie that um, is gory and is action-packed, but is also story-based. Yeah. And if they can if they can do that same thing... So you have basically, what, two really good R-rated movies. Deadpool you have and Deadpool and Logan. One is a comedy. One is a really good heart-wrenching and let's story. Not forget. And then now we have a horror. Yeah, that'd so, be So, I mean, cool. you're pretty much covering all the bases. We should for not... We should not forget that kind of Blade was the first. I was about, yeah, the first and it, it R-rated had like horror aspects and got a little campy as the series went on. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, well, number three was. Motherfucker's so always awesome. trying to ice skate uphill. Yeah, but like from that very first scene when he comes into the rave and the sprinklers spit out blood because all the vampires are yep. raving underground and yeah, he just gets in there and tears shit up and I love that movie. Anyways, uh, yeah, Venom movie 2018, sweet. I'll start to judge it when I see the trailers Fair and i know that's bad because a trailer isn't a, the right representation but generally a trailer will give you a it's feel. where the rubber is at least starting to meet the road a little bit yeah uh joss whedon is he going over to the dc side of dc side of things which is actually hard to say dc is side he? of things no nah, it's not hard to say you're just you um, kind of slurred it up so yes no crap. dc side of things okay now you did a good job yeah thank you all right well i'm gonna DCU a little later, if you know what I mean. The DC Universe? Is that uh-huh. what you mean by yeah. DC? Okay. Uh, so yeah, Joss Whedon, who did Age of Ultron. Um, which Sorry, is... I'm just starting to think about what DC might mean in that. You're like, I'm going to DCU. That's like, exactly gonna... why. You can reach your own conclusion. <laughs> uh, he did Age of Ultron. Meh. Kind of a miss. Well, he did the original Avengers. Did he? Yeah. Wait, am I confused now? Yes, obviously. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I'm just going off of the last thing I remember attached to his name well yeah so the yeah let us original not for- avengers is awesome the, I, my like of the original avengers is way stronger than my dislike of second avengers so fair well he's been doing good stuff for a while I, i'm a huge serenity and firefly fan yeah yeah and i mean let's not forget buffy the vampire slayer which was a really good long-running show yeah but yeah he's all that to say is he jumping over to the other side yeah, of things batgirl apparently he so these are just rumors, and DC um, and Joss Whedon have not confirmed this yet, but there's a lot of rumors going around saying Joss Whedon is in talks right now to do Batgirl. But does Batgirl warrant a whole movie in that? I don't want to sound like Absolutely. A... Why not? Okay, name one of her main adversaries. Well, her adversaries are the DC adversaries. I know. It just kind of feels like a piggyback thing, you know what I mean? <sighs> But that's, I mean, that Deadpool wasn't an A-list. You know what I mean? It, that's fair. It, it's like what they're what they're starting to look at Suicide Squad. Not that that was a good movie, but none of them were A-list. Um, and so what they're trying to do is they're trying to pull some of these B-lists that they have and kind I'll of move them up to the top. Because since people aren't as invested in those particular characters, they have a little bit more flexibility to to do whatever they want as far as a story goes. So like with Batgirl, there's a number of, of women who played, or I should say girls, because they're all young, who were the who wore the Batgirl suit, right? Um, most and notable so, being Barbara Gordon. Right, yeah. most notable being Bar- Barbara Gordon, who later became Oracle. Yep. 
I don't know who they'll focus on as far as the actual woman. Uh, I keep wanting to say woman. The actual girl who is wearing the Batgirl costume. Can you name the last time Batgirl was on screen and who she was played by? Well, that would be uh, uh, Clueless J. Yeah. So, so, not Silver. Silver. Silverman. Sharon Silverstone. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. Fuck. Man, that movie's like 20 years old by now, too. Yeah. Oh, that was not a good movie. No. So we have nothing to go on but just a little swirl, a little breeze in the air saying maybe Joss Whedon's going to be attached to this eventual project. I'm hoping he's helping to write it, if if this is the case. Sure. Well, see, there's... Well, it all depends on how it came to be. Are they just simply talking to him because somebody else, like at Warner Brothers, wrote the script and says, hey, Joss Whedon, you do such a great job with these other ones. Will you come over to this? Will you come We've over to the dark money. side? Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope what it is is that he just has a love for the, the Batman universe. And right. Maybe and he really likes Batgirl. And he goes, man, you know, with my experience on like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like I can write a strong female lead, a young, strong female lead. So... I love this character. Let me take this character out of your B-sides and bring her to the A-list comic celebrities. I'd be cool with I, that. I would love that because then it means that he's he's driving it because he wants to. And think of all the opportunities for cameos and little uh, on-screen appearances that that would begat. Yeah. You know, just from the larger um, picture that she comes from. I think that would be cool. Well, and they can take almost any villain. Oh, yeah. One thing I'm pretty. I, one thing they can't really do. Well, okay. I don't know if they're gonna tie it into the new Batman universe that's happening. Uh huh. I'd almost expect that they have to. It seems to be congruent. Yeah. So that would mean that it would not tie into the storyline where she becomes Oracle. They would have to kind of. Just I don't know say, if I want to spoil why. No, people should know, and even okay. if they don't, they can look it up. But yeah, basically. Well, Joker. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, in in a certain rendition of, you know, Batman happenings, you know, she gets. Shot and crippled, amongst other things. In the killing Joker. joke. Yeah. Yeah. And that's killing when joke she... Killing joke storyline. And they also alluded to it in like Arkham Knight, for instance. Right. Well, she's the one talking to him all the time. Right. Through his headpiece. So, yeah, there's lots of different possibilities, but I would think that they would just steer clear of that and just keep her fully abled. Well, yeah. Unless, they, unless they're doing this time jump thing where... Because that happened... The killing joke already happened in the Batman universe. Yeah. Because they alluded to that already in oh, yeah. the last Batman and it's Superman history. movie. Yeah. So unless they're technically going back in time before she was shot, which I don't think they'll do, I'm thinking that they'll just introduce her as just a brand new character. Just like a fresh start. Just a fresh start, which is, that's the way they should take it. Cool. But that's just a possibility. It's all hearsay. Yeah. So what we can talk about realistically, based in reality, is some of the video games we've been playing. That's all we got for movies. Uh, I do want to just say, April, not a lot coming out this month that excites me, but May's got two badass movies I'm looking forward to, Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, Volume yeah. 2, and then Alien Covenant. I hope you uh, are still able to want to see it. Yeah, I'll, I'll see it with you. Cool. But anyways, uh, we got that to look forward to next month. But in between some good movie releases, uh, we've been playing, like I said, video games. I hope the mic picked that up. So I've been playing the... With my colon. (laughs) Go. Okay. So as I mentioned previously, I think, in a previous podcast, that I have a PS4 now. 
Um, I don't own a PS4 unless I never give it back to my friend Rick, which I'm very tempted to do. And why is that? Because it's so good. And I finally got to play Uncharted. Yes. So I'm not going to go into detail. It's it's okay. It's like from June of last I, year. I, yeah, and I so I feel like that's it, p- people who might listen Just to this podcast. Just give us the Cliff Notes version. How you felt about it? You know, I was told over and over again how beautiful Uncharted Four is. Yeah. And there's just certain parts in that game where you literally just stand on like the edge of a mountain and you look over, and and I there's just times where I'm just like, man, this is the most beautiful game I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um. But anyway, Uncharted Four. It's such a good story. Um, with some of the past games for Uncharted, I got really bored that it was always like, do a puzzle, climb, and then shoot some guys. Do a puzzle, climb, shoot some guys. And it was just like this constant loop. And I got, actually got bored of them, despite the fact that they were good stories. But something about Uncharted 4 never really loses steam, in my opinion. So it's constantly fun. I There was some climbing that did get a little repetitive, but through these interactions like you know you you guys might both be climbing a mountain uh but during that the characters are talking to one another so there's story going you know. i love that in-game exposition yeah 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 and, and it seems relevant to what's going on not only in the game itself in the larger story but sometimes right in the what's in front of you at that stage or something like that yeah i think it, um Gears of War did that really well too at times yeah. in between like uh, gunfights and then there'd just be like a moment of calm where they'd be talking to each other, basically explain the plot points to you. Uh, and Uncharted's always done a pretty good job of that. I didn't get to play this one, but I've heard that's a, a pretty common pro amongst a, a lot of yeah. people who played it. Like that They're comes really, up a lot in the discussions. Naughty Dog is awesome at storytelling. I yeah, mean, look are. at The Last of Us. The Last of Us was... Or Crash Bandic- Bandicoot. <laughs> right? Yeah, the like how we'd eat those peaches. It's so good. Yeah. But like, uh, they're just really good at... They're really good at writing a good story and knowing how to fuse gameplay within what is such a cinematic game. Nice. Uh, anyway, so Uncharted 4 is... An amazing game. I'm glad you finally got to play it because it's an amazing end to yeah. the series. Yeah, it was such a they huge title from so last well. year, and we just, you know, of course we want to talk about it on a random fandom podcast, but we're not going to talk about something we don't have personal ownership yeah. in. So it's kind of like, yeah, we just didn't have the hardware at the time. So I'm glad one half of this awesome podcast got to uh, experience probably what was a consensus PlayStation game of the year, if not the greater grand scheme game of the yeah. year behind pretty much Overwatch. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He can't argue with how good Overwatch is for sure. But yeah, no, it was um, it it was one of those games that if I would have bought a PS4 and then played that, I would have been like, all right, you know what? I'm not totally disappointed because that game was. Yeah. It's no wonder this was like the most bundled game. Oh yeah, uh, you know, because they really want to plant their flag yeah. on that rock. Um, for sure. And then next up, uh, as far as like the good PS4 exclusives, Horizon it's Zero Dawn. It's the end game right now. It's, Let's face it. Yeah. Behind Zelda, it's the the happening game. And I feel bad for it, actually, because so many people are talking about Zelda right now. Yeah, but do you think those same people are not exclusively playing or, like, intentionally not playing Zero Dawn? I think they can be, <sighs> they like... They can't do both because yeah. Zelda just sucks you up. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so does this game. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, Again, that open world exploration, animals, combat, collection, crafting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't even know how many hours I have into this game, but I feel like I'm not even touching the surface of it. Yeah. Uh, it's and the chick's name is Aloy. She reminds me of the girl from Brave, just right off the bat. Yeah, like an like the girl from Brave grew up. Yeah, 
Well, you know, I what I actually really like about so Nathan Drake has always been sort of the face of the PS three and PS four, right? Because yeah, the next gen PS. Yeah, and um, but he's just average. I, I don't know how else to say it. Like yeah, he's he, a good looking he's white dude. Bread. Yes, Aloy is uh, a redheaded. Of course, she is white again. Um, so she's I'm trying to think of another analogy for a redheaded white bread, <laughs> but. Mm. She's a redheaded white bread. Let's just say that. Yeah. But her character um, is a strong female protagonist, which is good that I'm, I'm actually hoping that she kind of becomes, that she takes over what um, Nathan Drake was for the PS4. Yeah, she PS3. might be the future face. I kind of want her to be. Yeah. Uh, kind of, you know, Kratos was before, and then yeah. it was Nathan Drake, and then uh, I hope it's Aloy, because she's a really good protagonist. This game... Uh, takes what we're used to in video games like um like far cry right where you yeah it's like hey look there's an elephant go fight an elephant for no reason um (laughs) this this game kind of does that but with all these mechanical uh, almost dinosaurs i like that it seems to emphasize crafting collecting like we were talking about earlier a lot of that but in you know in a way that doesn't make leveling up yeah leveling up but in a way that in skill trees and stuff like that you know, and of course, that's a very common go-to feature right. in many games, but it doesn't do it to the point, just in my observation, where it feels forced. just like forced or just copied or like a cheap imitation. Um, no, it definitely adds to it. The on-screen uh, animations, especially from the creatures, are awesome. They don't have patterned movement. You know, you can't predict. Yeah. They are very... just. Some of can... them do. Sure. But, but, uh, the ones like I've the... seen, though. The bigger ones, yes, the bigger ones. It's 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 hard to understand exactly what they're going to do. Next. Yeah, and they can jump across the screen. Yeah, uh, yeah. All of a sudden, they're right on you, and um, and there's certain, and this is really a unique thing that this game has done is every machine has multiple parts to their body and some weak spots. Um, yes, weak spots, but like, um, so you might have a a, a machine that literally has a, a gun that is shooting at you. Well, you have the ability to, like there's a specific uh, arrow that is meant to break pieces off, right? So you might have the ability to break a certain piece of it, of that creature off. And so that suddenly that they can't use that anymore. So for example, there's an uh, a creature that has like this disc shooter, right? And... I was able to break off that disc shooter, go grab the disc shooter, and then start shooting him with it. Nice. And so that, which was a really cool way to take it down. Um, but also, like, some of the creatures have specific sensors so that they can see you when you're hiding. And But if you shoot them off, they can't see you when you're hiding. Start, like, chipping away at them. Yeah, so it's really, uh, the, the, the combat, one, it took me a while to get into it, but the combat is really in-depth. And uh, the the whole leveling system that you were talking about, it, it does a really good job of making it so that when you see a very large creature, you're like, okay, I am way too early in my level yeah. to fight that thing. He's there if I wanted to give it a go, but I know that I could be fighting that one creature for a half hour or I could be dying continuously. Um, so you can kind of choose to just go around it and then fight it later. Smart. Um, there was one, one creature where... I just randomly was like, you know what? I'm just going to give it a shot. This thing's way more powerful than I am. 
And it seriously took me about a half hour, but I finally killed it. And it was just that, um, it was the, uh, shadow of the Colossus feeling. Yeah. You know, when you fight something for so long and you're just taking little shreds of health, but sooner or later you just, your, your stamina just takes it down. Right. And you get that feeling of triumph. And I was like, man, that was literally at that moment. I was like, man, what a cool game. So good game. It's a good game. Right on. Yeah, you sorry. would recommend it. Yes. Would you go out and get a PS4 for like a couple hundred bucks if it came with that game? Yeah. Sweet. Well, it's hard to say now because technically I have it without having to pay for it. Right. And now if you were to right now, if you were to say, I want my PS4 back, there's, a, I would, if I had the money, I don't have the money, but yes, my next few hundred bucks might be towards a PS4. Yeah. And I'm sure they have it bundled somewhere. Out or there. I'd probably wait for holiday. See what happens. There you go. Cool. So. Well, I'm glad you got, again, glad you got a chance to play that. And it's actually been, you know, I love that when you can find joy as a, 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 a witness, as an observer, watching someone play a game and you still feel like you're getting something from it. Yeah. That's a mark of a good game. So I've literally been entertained just for the little snippets that I've seen you playing it. Yeah. Um, makes me want to give it a Kinda go like too. Kind of like what Resident Evil was when you were playing it and I was just sitting there watching it and I was t- absolutely 100% invested in it. Speaking of which, I'll have to let you borrow it now that I've finished it. That's what I've been playing. Oh yeah, but I'm from... not going to play for, for a while I now. I know, it cause... might sit on your shelf. Well, so not only do I have Horizon that right. I'm playing, which is a huge game, um, I also have two games from Gamefly that I don't even remember what they are because <laughs> they've just been sitting on my shelf forever because I haven't even touched them. I haven't even put them in my system to load the like oh, you know what i mean to like to, to download them to a hard drive so um because horizon sometimes it's feast or famine right now you're just feasting i'm a, i'm hungry yeah for good games and then in between i'm like oh i don't feel like playing horizon well then i'm gonna throw overwatch in because right. that's never tiring right it's me. just drop in and drop out as you see fit it's like going for a dip you can be in there for hours or you can just be like oh just gonna do a lap and get out <laughs> exactly. however you want to do it but uh i have finished resident evil 7 I will tell you, I put this game down for too long. Um, I, it showed me my last save data, and I was just in a place where I was really busy, working a lot, and for the times I was getting on, just hopping on Overwatch, it'd been like a month since I last played, and I finished it in like three days after that. And you were saying it has a good, strong ending, right? I, I like the ending. Yeah. Um, there's a cool little, and no spoilers, but there's a cool little surprise um, as the closing sequences finish up. And there came to a point, which I hadn't heard about ahead of time, where the game just kind of tonally changes. It shifts a little bit, and you're forced to actually make a choice. The last time I remember making a choice other than just like, go upstairs or go downstairs, like a game-altering choice in uh, any Resident Evil, I want to say it was probably like Resident Evil Nemesis, where you have to make in-game choices. And I was like, oh, I actually was really... Especially if there's only one, and you didn't have to do that throughout the rest of the game. No, it's just... Game. Yeah, at least the path I chose. I mean, there could have been more if I had chosen a different... That's true. uh, ...version... But uh, yeah, I really liked it. Um, it wrapped up really nicely. And yeah, there's some definite plot holes. What Resident Evil game doesn't have plot holes? But I thought it was really good. And just the ending made sense in retrospect. You're like, oh, that's what that was. Okay. I, I see that now. Does, can I... Uh, what? Non-spoiler, but yeah. do they explain how his arm gets cut I off know. and then duct tape back on? I, I w- it's stapled, not duct tape. Oh, well, yeah. shit. Because staples are way stronger than duct Obviously. tape. Obviously. Yeah. You don't even have to answer because now I know why. I, I They never expressly okay. talk about that, but you can piece together enough reasons. All right. I I'm, piece together I'm enough okay reasons. I'm like, oh, okay, that actually, I see that now. I'm okay with that. As yeah, long I know. As they give you a little bit of hints, like yeah. let, let the 
player figure it out themselves that's fine but some of the great little moments of the game are explained later in the game and it was just it was paced very well and it wasn't a very long story but by the end of it i was ready for it to be over how many hours do you think that is i think i put away 12 hours and i did probably a little more exploring than maybe was necessary but the game asks asks that of you to get the most out of it you know you got to duck down sometimes or creep into a corner or smash this little place open to get some extra ammo or an extra herb or something like that so it's just funny to think about that game came out january 24th and it's still a new game but it feels so ancient by now because so much stuff has come out yeah uh i'm really excited for you to try it it's a it's a good game Uh, i really did like it i do want to play it when when you can when i'm done with all the other 40 games that i I have in my list will you be playing come this august middle earth shadow of war especially now that we've seen more from it yeah, I loved the first one. I really liked the first one. I didn't love it. Uh, I'm just going to say straight up, in this one, all like of course, there's a few little things I hope for, but the main thing I want to see, and this might be nitpicking, just don't have a boss fight and ending end in a quick time event. I hate those. Those are so anticlimactic. Do you remember you actually clash with uh, Sauron himself? And you just do and it's a, quick time. It's quick time. I don't even. And then that was that. and that ended it. And I was well. Just, see, the fact that I don't remember it maybe is just as well because I was just like well, that was super deflating for me. You know, you just have this really epic feeling game, and you're just this incredible character who's half, you know, yeah. in this world and, then, and half in the shadow world, and and then it makes it so that all the skills you've learned throughout the game don't help you in actually beating the big bad boss. Yeah, and it was just re- and it was really it felt rushed. It's like. Yeah. You know, like, hey, get out there quick. You got two minutes. But, oh, my axe, five minutes. Well, you got two minutes, you know? Yeah, that sucks. It, it just, as long as they I don't, don't do that. that again. I'm sure they, uh, you know, they're, they're probably taking a lot of that uh, feedback yeah. from, from players like you that have on message boards and whatever said, really, you're going to end this amazing game that way? And they're probably like, all right, our bad. Yeah. So they, hopefully they. But that's just a compliment to everything that led to that point. Like, because yeah. it was just like from the very like introduction when your family's basically murdered and you get killed, but then you get a chance to come back, but you're basically Ghost Rider. You're a servant <laughs> to this, you know, yeah. otherworldly spirit. And then you learn to manage the conflict between doing your earthly duties, but also, you know, a spirit inside you wanting you to be a kind of an asshole, but it gives you badass powers. So, yeah, kind of cool. So, um, it kind of makes him an anti hero. Yeah, yeah. The Ranger, cool. I'm going to forget his name, but he's back. Uh, looking as capable as ever. And it's, you know, just like the first one was, it looks very much like something from the Batman Arkham games. Set oh, the Middle fighting Earth. is so yeah. similar. And then, again, you have detective no- mode. No, it's, uh, what do they call it, like ranger mode or yeah. something like that. So you can see things in, like, secret markers and stuff like that. But, but it, you got powers, yeah. and you've got ranged weapons. Um, much like last time, and it slows down for your arrow and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But the... Uh, there's been a, a game. Pl- there's like a 16 minute gameplay footage that was released a few Pretty weeks badass. ago, and then there's been a little glimpse or two in addition released. Uh, look from on YouTube. It looks IGN like they're really yeah. IGN has it. it. Looks like they're really trying to emphasize that there's going to be more RPG elements to this game. Like you can do more recruiting, and it's not just. And that's the one thing that it never bothered me, but I was just kind of like, oh well, that's video game logic for you. You're one guy taking on hundreds, potentially. Yeah. And it looks like you're going to do more recruiting to have people fight your battles with you. Not for you, but with you. Which I would not be surprised. We were, you were talking about the ending, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I wonder how it how it, how it comes. Um, if, if in this game, throughout the game, you're recruiting more people... Because they already showed 
that there are like kind of these full on wars, right? Like big battles yeah. that are happening. If the ending sequence is some sort of big battle, that would be a really killer M- end true battle. To the sequence. nature of the movies too. Yeah, exactly. Especially uh Two Towers and Return of the King, they ended in such huge Yeah epic clashes with music and the slow-mo and the, like the rescues at the right I time. I love those movies. Uh, those great movies. They're so good. Um, so I think one of the things that they're really kind of emphasizing uh, more so from the first one, building on it, is like in the first one, you could, there's certain um, orcs that you could uh, do your interrogation to and you could turn them like right when you had to control right. their mind and then they could fight for you, but then they would probably tail off in like five or ten minutes or die or something like that mm-hmm. this one you can not only recruit individuals but you can recruit armies and uh it looks like there's more freedom of choice as to where you want to go and what land you want to conquer and what's in it for you and they said even if you, the nemesis system in this one is supposed to be improved and improving uh-huh. if you like let's say you and i playing our own separate campaigns run into this one particular orc the nemesis, he'll interact with us differently based on the choices we make. It's not right. just like, oh, this guy's just programmed well, for these responses. Well, that was the way responses. the first one did too. But they didn't really but it get was, to it do it It was a very well base level. Yeah. Yes. It was, um, and they've improved on it. It was a great um, concept and very ambitious. Yeah. But they just didn't necessarily have it as, I think, developed as they would have wanted. It was great to. though for a first take. The yeah. First but game. yeah, the fact that it's been, what, three years, I think, by now? Or two or three years since the I, first I game came like, out. Uh, I feel like it was more than that, but... Yeah, it's a somewhere like that. Okay, Lord have mercy, but uh, um, but it it looks just amazing. I think the only thing, and maybe this was just one view, so I don't want to blow it out of proportion. The gameplay in action gameplay looks a little slow. You kind of did you notice uh, that? I, I was, you know, when we were watching it, I was um just less. It than depends fluid. on. Okay, it's like the fighting sequences looked. Um, not slow. They looked fairly fast. It was just that the movement seemed like it wasn't as smooth as what yeah. a next gen game. What would you would expect be. it to be by now, uh, based off of other games. When 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 everything's motion capture now, right? It just seemed it just seemed like it was a little bit robotic. I don't know. It was just didn't seem natural. Yeah, but uh, August looked yeah. for that game to drop. So let's um. So are we done with games? I think we're done with games. Yeah. Okay, so not like in general, but just for the uh, point of, of this conversation. Well, I, I, I pretty much after this, if there ever comes a day that so I'm game, done with games, I think I'll be dead. And if you're not, I'll, I'll <laughs> then I'll kill want you. to be. Yeah. yeah, don't worry, I'll be there for you. Don't leave me in a world without games. <laughs> so let's move on to some TV. So last time we met, we talked about a couple of TV shows uh, that, like Legion, for example, that we kind of wanted to start to get into. Um, I have to admit, I watched the first couple of episodes and I could not get into it. And some people are like super into it and they're like, oh my God, this is such a a great take on comic book storylines. But it's almost too weird for me and I'm just waiting to... I don't like having no idea what the hell's going on for like four episodes straight. Um, And so I, I admittingly I've got them recorded. I'll sooner or later probably watch them. But in the meantime, I'm, I just can't get myself into it in that same vein. (laughs) I, I hear that iron fist isn't that great. And because of that, I was looking forward to it. Like I have every other Netflix Marvel show 
Um, you know, uh, Luke Cage was probably one of my favorite seasons out of all of Netflix. Yeah. Um, and the Daredevil ones are great. And this is supposed to be in that same universe. And so I was really looking forward to Iron Fist. But when it came out, everyone just shit on it. And it was like, dude, this thing sucks. It's crap. So I didn't even, I haven't even touched it. You, on the other hand. I tried. I was homesick two weeks ago, three days in a row from work. And I'm like, oh, well, this sucks. I'm not feeling good. I'm laying on the couch. Might as well uh, start checking out Iron Fist every single time I fell asleep. Not because I was sick, sick to the point where I, my body was just shutting down. But because I was just not engaged. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's called Iron Fist. And yet, like, okay, so where's Iron Fist? You know? He uh, he barely shows up. It's just all about Danny Rand, the guy who becomes Iron Fist. But it's boring. It's just boring. Like I'm not gonna be like, oh, it's bad. And I've read some things like, oh, the acting is terrible or the special effects are weak and the fighting s- sequences suck. It's just it's boring at the end of the day. Like the story. Basically, what it comes down to is it, it sounds like it's just gen- bad storytelling. It's generic as hell, man. And you know, Iron Fist is very inconsistent. He reminds me of like Hayden Christensen in the second prequel movie it's just like wait he doesn't know what he is one minute he's angry one minute he's loving and sweet one minute he's cracking jokes it's just one minute he's just slaying a bunch of young ones no that was in number yeah. three uh number two he killed all this well the sand people um i slaughtered them all like, like animals, animals not just the women well you know remember he he doesn't like sand yeah it's coarse and gets everywhere oh god what great so dialogue. obviously he's gonna but hate that, the sand people it almost feels like it was that same type of writing yeah. uh, that's gone into this season. And the, just George Lucas made this one. <laughs> he might as well have, man. Uh, the the bad guys, or at least the f- through the first few episodes I've gone through, I think I'm on episode five and I don't even know what's going on. I really am not anxious to jump back into it. It feels like just for the sake it's of like this podcast now? and being... Yes, f- but for the sake of doing this podcast and talking about fandom things, not just when it's fun to, I feel like I owe it to this to watch it and complete it, but it feels like an uphill climb, man. It it is just it's fucking well, excuse my language, but it's boring. I'm just yeah, bored. And the 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 bad guy, at least the guy who's being villainous, we don't know uh, how many hands are in the bad guy cookie jar right now. But one of them, he's just so weak. He's just he's just like, hey, just think of the most generic Wall Street broker, power, money hungry guy you can think of, and put a suit and tie on him and give him a slick back haircut. He looks like Patrick Bateman from American Psycho mm-hmm. with like a percentage of the acting chops. And it's just like, I wish he would go away. Like, it's just bad. It sounds very like, I mean, it sounds like bad directing. It's just, the show's all over the place too. It's just, yeah, it's just boring. I actually, that's I've the heard that too, where, where you're like, who's the villain here? Yeah. Like you can't make sense of it. And like, they, they throw you no bones. You look at, uh, Jessica Jones, that, that season, it, it had a nemesis system. <laughs> It's so clear yeah. who the villain is. And the villain doesn't even show up till like, I don't even remember, episode four? Three or four, yeah. Something like that. But they hint. But they, they tell you who he is. And so you get, you 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 know, he There's becomes this lore. He's, he's, he becomes this lore of a villain. And then when you meet him, it's so much more impactful. And then, of course, in, in Jessica Jones, he lives up to that. Yeah. But in this show... If even from early on you can't even tell who the villain is, yeah. that's it's, just it, bad it's pretty writing. weak. Now the one thing I will say it's doing a serviceable job of is tying together a larger picture to all the uh, seasons that have yeah. come before it. Okay. 
Uh, and I haven't seen it to its end, so I don't know if it then will lead up right to where Defenders is taking off. But you know what? Let's That being what it is, just get it done when you can, and maybe it gets better as time goes on. But you know, you still should watch it. I'm going to finish it. I, yeah, we'll see. I might... I might just save myself the time when Defenders comes. I might kind of check with you and be like, do I need to watch it before yeah. Defender comes? And if you say yes, I will probably go online and read synopsis. Yeah, and do synopsis-i? like a synopsis. Uh, <laughs> and just do like a speed run through yeah, it. Yeah, because I deal. just. I feel you. Uh, but you know what is positive was Daredevil season two. Yeah. And Punisher being a part of that. They only rele- just released this last week. Have you seen the. Official. The Punisher series? Yeah, because he's getting a spinoff. Yeah, 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 I heard uh, about that. Later this year, I think. They have something out about it? Just a poster. It's okay. the Punisher's, you know, the the iconic Punisher skull, but it's to like to the formation of blood-soaked bullets and uh, shell, shell casings. Okay. It looks pretty badass. That's cool. Yeah, so that's something to look forward to because well, this Iron Fist has left a really sour taste for so, me. So uh, the guy who plays Punisher. John, John Bernthal. John Bernthal was in was in Walking Dead nice segue, when he bro. was uh, Shane, which makes me think about uh, that you uh, you're actually caught up on Walking Dead. Yeah, so again, I when am I was... not because I'm angry and I won't let the grudge go. I know, I feel you, but you know what? This season, week by week, especially after the mid series finale, which is bullshit. I hate that they do that every year. Yeah. Since like season three, now it loses so much steam. Um, I think the last time we all watched it together was with the rejoin in February, the week after Super Bowl, when they came back. And they're like, hey, we need to band together as a community. And that was when after Daryl got reunited with the group. And it was like building off a little, it was like starting to steer back into the the lane it's supposed to be in. Yeah. After like like five weeks. In the right direction. Now, here's the thing I watched all the episodes since that episode to the finale the week I was homesick from from work. Mm -hmm. Um, and because I was able to do it like on demand, so to speak, I was watching on AMC's app. And if I was watching those episodes week to week to week to week, like we were at one point, yeah. I would have said, I'm done. I'm bored. I'm just bored. Because it, it was like, we want main story and week to week to week, all we were getting are the mini side quests. Like, hey, can it basically literally each week felt like a fetch quest. Yeah. But when you watch them close and quick, you see them congealing much better. This season, I'm going to just tell you, if you haven't watched it, you can just wait for it to come out on Netflix or however you want to watch it. And well, just, I have them all recorded. That's going to be the, your best option now. Week to week, I would have been bored, but it was actually tolerable. Um, but see, is it worth my time? Yeah, I think so. If it's just tolerable. like, Yeah, I mean, you should... I want to... I, I want to watch things that are enjoyable, not tolerable. And I feel like... So, uh, just a side note: you ever you ever hear the show Shameless? Yes, I started watching Shameless. That show Netflix is awesome. Recommends it to me all the time. That show is absolutely awesome, um, and it's just well directed, well acted, well written. Um, and to me, I'm like, okay, that is worth my time watching. And so, if I don't feel that same way about Walking Dead, I I question whether or not it's really look. Worth if my this time. was like the first season. I would have been like, well, this show's not that good. But because I've been with the show so long, I, I, I don't want to let it go just yet. And the finale, I thought, was good. They didn't have to pull a, a BS stunt like they did last year. Yeah. And it was actually just kind of a, a contained, reasonably just like nothing too major, like nothing measuring on the Richter scale too bad, just season finale, which sets up for a point where the beginning of season eight 
should be pretty much right off the bat jumping into some heavy stuff that is flowing instead of just the side quests and then like you know Tara got her own full episode this which season is, which so, she should never she's someone we I don't. remember us watching that man we were all yeah. just so mad and we were and like that, what the hell was this and it tied into the larger story but it, uh, and I'm sure it did because I actually remember that could have uh, been turning on my TV and it was playing and I saw right. those women again. Yeah. But that could have been a 10 minute segment on a, on one episode of it, a larger yeah. picture. They didn't need to do that. And hopefully they won't space things out as much as they did this season in the coming season, which we have to wait till again, probably what October for. So it, it was actually yeah. an okay finale. Um, again, nothing huge happened. You know, it's not like, Oh my gosh, Carl finally ate it. Um, I want to ask you a question off off of the podcast yeah that is a complete spoiler sure but i'm going to and 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 if if i get the answer i want despite the spoiler i'll be like okay then maybe i'll watch it all right if i don't get the answer i want then i'm just not gonna watch it fair enough well you know what i'll just say i'll just say it because you don't have to answer i'm so fucking tired of negan that if they end up ganging up on him and they end up taking him out then I'd be like, okay, you know what? Good. I want to see that. But if they draw him out as a villain again, I'm done. Then stay. Just don't spoil it. Then for the stay tuned for when we have a future discussion you after you've yeah. watched it. Well, I'm not saying don't spoil it for me because I'm gonna. I want you to tell me after after this podcast. But I'm just saying don't spoil it for uh, anyone our two, who hasn't got the chance. Our two podcast listeners. Thank you so much, Greg and Linda. <laughs> How are you guys? Let's jump into something really kind of off topic, but pertain to the larger picture here at Random Fandom with Brandon. Brandon, what's that? Brandon, that's you. What the hell is this? The this? Yeah, <laughs> this is the Gandhi Kanye scale. Okay, now for anyone who might not be familiar with the Gandhi Kanye <laughs> scale, such as myself, can okay, you just give us a, okay. a quick little yeah. brief so, to do about this? Brandon is talking about uh, something that is on my desk here. It's, it's, how do I explain this? Okay, so. I'd say awesome just to the my, look okay, of things. Okay, my, my, my girlfriend and I, uh, you know, humble brag, but when, when I uh, first met her, uh, somewhere, so we met in December, and then I, it was like maybe our third date. We just started talking about douchebag celebrities, right? Just, just celebrities that are just. Normal third date topic. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and we started talking about how there should be a scale, and we originally called it the D scale because D for douche, douchebag, D scale. Okay, I'm um, following you. And then we were kind of like, okay, who would be, who would be on the scale? Like the light. Like who would be who would be all the way on one side? Who would be all the way on the other? So on the left. Now all the way on uh, one side of the non douchebag, we have Gandhi, right? Pretty much completely selfless. Uh, he didn't care about his look or anything like that. Like he, he, everything he did was pretty much for the greater good. Okay. Then on the other side, we had we were like, who's the biggest douchebag out there right now? At the time, we were like, Kanye West is one of the biggest douchebags out there. Well, I mean, to be fair, he is a genius. He, well, he yes, and and he is often compared to Jesus by himself. So Makes yeah. Sense. So anyway, we created what we called the Gandhi Kanye scale, um, and, um, and we're so gonna get Patton on this for sure. We, um, I, I have in my hand right now uh, what looks like a lame 
like <laughs> fifth grade. This looks very uh, homemade, but honestly, <laughs> okay. So oh, we got we're gonna I post a picture out, of this up on our Twitter. Which I printed out this. I don't know if we should because I don't want to get. There's some political things here that. Oh, who cares? I, I, I see it for what it is. Okay, so anyway, uh, we uh, printed out on this 11 by 17 paper this general uh, timeline looking thing, and then um, just <laughs> is that Stephen Hawking? Yeah, <laughs> found a bunch of pictures. <laughs> Of celebrities. Wait, did you intentionally seek these people out and put them accordingly, or did you just be like, "Oh, who's next?" Okay, let's okay, fi- so, figure out where we should put so them. So here's here's what I did. Um, wow, DiCaprio's on the light side, huh? So I, well, yeah, because he does a lot. He actually does a lot for, for the charity. Environment, yeah, but, but he, I bet environment, excuse me. But he might. I think that's what makes him douchey. Uh, okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. But well, you know, this is and, this is not my scale. But. And and so um, anyway, no, I printed. I, <laughs> He's dead. That's not fair. We, yeah, so is he. There's so, I put George Washington on here. Oh, he was a slave owner. But yeah, he, exactly. Oh, Guy Fieri, local celebrity, yeah. making it on the list. No, so so George Washington is what? One, two, three, four, five. He's about a 65. Okay, okay, so I should explain. He, Sorry, this he, is going to be hard to explain. Yeah. But you're making me since you're pointing it out. on. Dude, this is hilarious. This um, is okay. good recorded so audio. You have, um, at the 100%, you have Kanye. At the negative 100%, you have Gandhi. Okay. So halfway now, you have Gagne. And now what we call what we've called is uh like the zero right here is like the is dividing like line. You are you Neutral. are right in the middle. You are not a douche, but you are not that night like you're you're just in the middle. You're just yeah. very neutral. Um uh, we, we were calling it absolute zero. Okay. Uh, is what so who's hearing. your prime example for absolute zero? Well you got uh Joseph Gordon Levitt. I uh, see I would think he'd register negative, but uh, well, but at least he's not running I, hot. Okay, now let me also remind you. I, you know, so pink right here is is a negative ten, right? Meaning that she's less douchey. Yeah. I think that they should swap. They could swap. Yeah, I would um, see that. But um, you know, there's two people, and so I would say something, she would say something, and we'd kind of go back and forth. We also have uh, George Clooney, who's an absolute absolute zero, because. You know, you can't be that good looking and not be a little bit of a douche, but at the same time, he's super nice. Nicki right? Minaj is like in the top ten percent. Seventy. So every little, every right here, these are oh, fives. tens. Tens. Oh, tens. The, the big ones are tens, and the small dots are fives. So, I mean, I it's gonna be. This is not good podcast because no, we're, but we're looking at something. Conceptually, this is freaking hilarious. So here's what we have on the negative side, meaning that they're not douchey. We've got, you know, actually we've got Justin Timberlake, right? Because he's he he kind of can be douchey because he's really good looking. He and seems he's in like a, boy a good band, dude as he's the years have gone dude, right? gone on, especially. And, and he's and he's um, versatile. He's versatile. He's a good actor, and he's funny as hell. Yeah. So we were like, no, he's not a douchebag. Chris Pratt, we well put, known to we be Chris Pratt. He's fun one, two, to three, like for. He's at, about a forty-five. Yeah. Negative negative forty-five. Excuse yeah. me. You know, we've got Bernie Sanders up here. He's a kind of he, you know he's on the negative side. Of course, you've got like Mother Teresa and you know Stephen. These Hawking. are non-offensive people. These are like these are way on the end. So anyway, we've we've got like you know the Rock right here is at a negative ten because you can't be he's that buff without bored, being a douche. Yeah, but he's at the same time, he's so funny and he's such a cool guy. And he's supposed to be really good to his fans too. So yeah, that's cool. yeah, yeah. Zoe Deschanel's up here in the negatives, right? Like, so basically, people you'd want to get to meet or right. hang with over if, on this side, if you had the ability. Now on the douche, it seems a little more heavy on the douche side. It's because it's hard to be a celebrity without being a little bit of a douche, right? Yeah. So we've got some of the light douches like uh, Usher. Like if you, you know, just missed Usher's a shower. like a twenty-five. Yeah. 
Katy Perry there. Dave Chappelle is like a 10. Yeah. Um, Drake is like a 30. Uh, Tom Cruise is up there. Where Yeah, Tom Cruise is a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, like a 65. <laughs> Mr. T is also about a 65. So, but then as you go more and more, you get over to where you've got some politicians near the end. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen is 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 a ninety five, yeah. uh, and Kanye is a one hundred. Yeah, he is. The... P- Putin's a one hundred. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty much a murderer, so you can't be much of a, you can't be anywhere else besides a hundred if you've literally murdered a shitload of people and you're ruining the world. Cool. Anyway, yeah, that that's the that's Good the job, D man. scale. You guys, are or meant... the or the Gandhi Gandhi Kanye scale. You guys are meant to be. If this is an indication, this is what we did last night. Yeah. Awesome. Not. Yeah. That was a fun little uh, diversion from what we normally do. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it applies. For- we really w- should put that on the Twitter, and uh, that way people can get a visual to the audio. Okay. Uh, our Twitter, by the way, is at random fandom wbb, and it's been a long time since I've tweeted. <laughs> tweeted. Dude, I know. Since I've even gone the Twitter. Me too. Uh, and it's been a long time just since we've been able to do this, so it's good to get back with you. Let's close it down. Uh, but before we do that, per our custom, we're gonna get into two little outro segments one of which is our shadow of the synopsis and then we'll switch gears to our awesome quote and geek history i would like to give you a shadow of the synopsis okay so if you're not familiar with this here's how it works week to week recording to recording we give each other synopsis whether it's coming from a game a comic a tv show a movie or anything we talk about and we see if through just a subtle hint if the other person can decipher what it is Mm -hmm. that uh, we're talking about and this week brandon I bring to you, so um, basically uh, some aliens who are rappers crash landed on Earth. And <laughs> this is the worst. Basically some rappers who are aliens. No, I said aliens who are rappers. Okay. Don't get it twisted. Have crash landed on Earth and they need to help each other escape the planet and collect pieces of their spacecraft and um, all of this is set to a funky soundtrack. Okay. Okay. God, this sounds really familiar. Um, it should, because it's awesome. It's something that uh, means a lot to me. Ugh, you know. Ugh. Ugh. Would you like to know the name of their home planet? Sure. That will be your clue, okay? Funkatron. A lot of funk happening here. Uh, is this like a uh, a Toe Jam and Earl type thing? Like I mean, a, that's a uh, possibility. Do you want me to tell you, or do you want to guess? Okay, I rem- Okay, it's an older game, and I I I remember the synopsis. I really just cannot remember. So you remember the, game. the synopsis, but can you name? No, I can't. The synopsis. I'm sorry. I've I failed this one. You think you failed, but you already said the. Is title. it Toe Jam and Earl? It is Toe Jam okay. and Earl. Dude, get your funky on. All right. Well, wait. Does that count? Shit. I should have just said it. You, you kind of. I mean, did. I did say it, but I. Dude, I would, I would. If this was a pass fail, yeah. I would still give you a pass. But okay. It, but if it was like a grade, I mean, that's the only thing I mentioned. It is. I just, I. So I, you kind of like backed into yeah. the right answer. Okay. Yeah. 1991 Sega Genesis, and apparently right now they're making a new one for the next gen, and it's being funded by Kickstarter. Gosh, so many things happen on Kickstarter. So now that we've kind of taking care of that i guess good job still yeah thanks uh toe jam and earl for life uh brandon is going to give us this week's quote awesome quote 
It's not just any quote. It's an awesome quote in geek history. So the quote uh, I chose is from a show that is uh, coming back for the third season. Uh, I'm talking Rick and Morty. Have Tearing you ever, it have up you, right now. Have you ever social... seen Rick and Morty? Oh, of course. It's, okay. it's everywhere. Turn and, it up on the social consciousness of geeks everywhere. Uh, yeah, like this thing, this this show is really good, but um, it's kind of this really weird uh, thing that 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 geekdom and fandom have really grasped onto. I I don't know why as it's much as it has pop culture in and of itself. It is, um, but because the third season has just started, I thought you know I'm going to bring us a Rick and Morty a quote. timely good choice. So here you go. Rick, you know this whole time, I haven't once heard you say that wubble-up-a-dub-dub thing that you usually say? Don't need to. I have a <coughs> new catchphrase. Oh, yeah? W- what's that, Rick? I love my grandkids. Aww. Psych. Just kidding. My new catchphrase is, I don't give a fuck. Just shake that ass. Bitch, and let me see what you got. Good. Anyway. a nice way to bring this to a conclusion. Yeah, let's wind it down here. So. Why don't you tell the folks where they can find us? When we actually do this shit, you can find us on our website, randomfandomcast.com. And we have uh, a Twitter. Which we'll, we promise we'll post up the uh, Gagne to Conde, or <laughs> Gandhi to Kanye scale. Gandhi to Conde. Uh, it's different. It's, it's Gandhi Kanye. It's inverted, basically. Uh, no, but in all of our things that we want to talk about, we should talk about, we will talk about, We'll try to remember to post them up on our Twitter at random fandom WBB. Be a part of the growing 40 person army that supports us. You can be in on <laughs> the first floor. You can be as cool as those cameras. Yeah. Tricks. So when we're huge and we're doing it majorly in the big times, you can say I was one of the first hundred. And then we also have an email that you can email us if you have any questions or specific topics or, or you want to tell us. that you how... want to tell us about that are on sale at an amazing low rate with shipping, discreet shipping. Um, at randomfandomcast at gmail.com. We've had fun talking with you. And, you know, we're coming up on our year anniversary. So thanks for being a fan of our fandom. Yeah, and stay geeky. Just shake that ass, bitch, and let me see what you got. Just shake that ass, bitch, and let me see what you got. Roll credits. Just shake that ass. Roll the credits. Go. Just shake that ass. That's the end of season one. That's the end, motherfucker. I don't give a fuck. It's my new catchphrase.